What's up, Clemson Nation, and welcome into yet another episode of the Lockdown Clemson Podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Tolbert. Happy Friday. We've made it to yet another one. Boy, time flies when you're having a good time. We've got a good show coming up for you today. We're going to be talking about the newly released Clemson football schedule for the 2021 season. I'm a big fan of it. Looks like a big win to me. Clear path to the playoffs yet again. We'll talk about all of that and more right here on Lockdown Clemson. Please follow me on Twitter at Ellis Tolbert. That's E-L-L-I-S-T-O-L-B-E-R-T. For more conversation, I'd love to have you. And please subscribe to the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You can find that wherever you find your podcast for free. That way you can get the episodes as they drop, when they drop. You don't want to miss a single one. We're going to keep you up to date with all things Clemson Athletics. I am excited to talk about this schedule. Let's go ahead and get into it. All right, so the ACC released their schedules yesterday, and Clemson's is an absolute winner. I'm in love with this 2021 schedule. I know there's a lot of people that have something to say about Clemson's schedule every single year, but I think there are quality opponents on this one. It's going to be a big one. We're going to talk about the entire schedule today. We're going to go through each game. Some teams that I think are really quality. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Some games that I kind of wish were not on the schedule, but hey, contracts are contracts. And then one pitfall that I have always loathed. We'll get into all of that in this episode but I want to start with the first game and it's going to be a doozy September 4th the Georgia Bulldogs in Charlotte Bank of America Stadium this game is going to be a special circumstance game for the Tigers but it's also going to be a barn burner I love this one Uh, I know a lot of people have a lot to say about Georgia as well they're overrated they're this or that Georgia's going to be a tough out for Clemson always you know that Clemson beat them at home in 2013 and they returned the favor between the hedges in 2014 second part of that game was just ugly for the Tigers but this one going to be really good in my opinion. Kirby Smart's going to be bringing back a, a team that's going to have some holes defensively, but offensively might be even better than they were this past season. Let's talk about this one. So it's going to be a game for Clemson to really see where you're at right now. Normally Clemson gets those little cupcake games early in the year, or you start with a conference opponent that's not that good. Now you're starting with Georgia of the SEC. That makes two SEC teams on the schedule for the Tigers this season. We know that South Carolina will be there in the Palmetto Bowl. We did not get to play that one this past season due to COVID, but it's back on now. They're going to have a whole new look too. So we'll talk about that later, but Georgia's going to be a game where you got to figure out what's going on. You got to figure it out fast. There is no coasting into the season. In some ways, I like that though. I don't want to see teams get geared up slowly. I want to see that first game. What do you look like? What are you willing to do when your back is against the wall? I think this is a perfect game to do it. You're going to be starting a brand new quarterback in DJ Uyunglele. He's going to be going up against a Kirby smart defense, which is going to be interesting regardless of all the guys that they've lost to the NFL, Kirby Smart's defense is going to be ready to play. Plus, they love to dog Clemson. Georgia fans always have something to say about Clemson, and that's just the way it is. We're going to get to see what's going on now. They still have bragging rights, like I said, from 2014. Clemson wants to regain those. So let's see what happens in this game. It's a neutral site game, and it's going to add a whole lot of intrigue. Hopefully, we'll have a full capacity stadium by then, September 4th. Uh, You know, obviously, with the COVID thing, we'll see what's happening, but that game is going to be rocking. You're also going to be starting a brand new running back in Lynn J. Dixon. Now, he's not brand new to playing, but he is brand new to being the lead guy. Travis Etienne has left for the NFL. Now it's your job, big fella. You also got some other young guys coming in, and you still want to see the progression of guys like uh, Ches Malusi. You want to see Kobe Pace's progression. You still have Darian Rencher, and you're going to have two really, really good young guys, Will Shipley, five-star, and Phil Maffa. I'm really excited about this game. Uh, I want to see how Clemson's defense also handles that Georgia offense. Again, this is probably going to be one of the better offenses 
offenses, if not the best offense that they will see the entire season. We'll talk about this more going forward, but they're going to be bringing back JT Daniels, quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs. He's a transfer from USC. Took him forever to get in, but when he did, he lit it up for the Georgia Bulldogs. They look like a totally different team when he was in there. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going on with him. Zamir White has already said he's coming back, so they're going to have a big bruiser running back. They also had some other young guys. And then you also have some fantastic receivers. George Pickens is going to be a problem for our secondary. I, I can already see it now. We'll see what happens, though. Again, this game is going to be interesting. You move on the next week. You're going to be taking on the South Carolina State Bulldogs. That good in-state rivalry. We always play these guys every other year. It's good to see. Buddy Pugh is still coaching there. <laughs> he has the longest tenure I've ever seen of anyone, but he's always going to field a pretty decent team. Uh, I don't see this game being any less than a 73-7 to game for the Tigers, though. It does not matter what they do. This is going to be a snoozer, but it's always one of those good games to get your young guys in, see what they're going to be able to do. Maybe even see uh, Hunter Helms play some quarterback in this game, play some Tyson Pumachon, play some uh, anybody, Michael Dukes at running back. It is what it is. This game is going to be a tune-up for the Tigers. And then you move on to Georgia Tech. Of course, we know that Georgia Tech got the life beat out of them in Atlanta last year by the Tigers. 73 points put up. It's one of those things where I feel like now you're going to be in year three of Coach Collins. What can he do? How can he get this team ready to go? Is there any kind of reprise from, you know, the good old Paul Johnson days? Not saying that they run the same offenses, but Paul Johnson had that team humming for a good while. Of course, we know they won the ACC in 2009, stole it from Clemson, shouldn't have because their quarterback was about 30 years old and cheating. Uh, I digress, but it's one of those things where this game is going to be another one that I think Clemson plays really well in. After that, you have NC State. You're going to be traveling up to Raleigh for a game that Clemson didn't play last season. NC State looked a little bit better last year. Depends on what happens, though. We already know that Devin Leary is their guy. Bailey Hockman played pretty much the majority of the season last year due to injuries and Hockman just not being uh, the guy. Decided, hey, I'm going to go ahead and transfer out, give the job back to Devin Leary. We all knew that was going to happen. They also got some really good running backs with Zonovan Knight. They got some good receivers. Tight ends are really good there. Their defense has always been solid. It's never been elite, but solid. So I'm interested in seeing what happens. That's going to be four games in for the Tigers. They should be ready to go. The next game we're going to talk about here is a game that's kind of interesting because of the way it was laid out for the Tigers. Now, on October 2nd, the Boston College Eagles will be returning to Death Valley for the third year in a row. Remember, they played Clemson in 2019 in Clemson. They got beat in 2020 because of COVID and the schedule change. They made them come down to Clemson. I was always interested in seeing if they were going to make Boston College come down to Clemson for a third year in a row. They did not care. They want to keep the tradition of rotating schedules. So they made them come back to Clemson yet again. Ah, uh, very, very interesting. <laughs> uh, poor guys. They're, they're going to have Phil Dracovic though. Again, we've seen what he did to us last season. He's going to be even more experienced. They've got some really good running backs too. Kobe White had really opened my eyes to what they can do offensively. And then also their defense is always going to be solid. I don't know that Clemson has a game like they did last year with Boston College this year. I think they're going to be ready on their cues. This is the first game that DJ played in his career. Now he's going to have a chance to go back and really turn it on. I think this team really gets it done in this game. No more squeaking by. We'll talk about the bye week and a game that I really do not like coming up next uh, in just a few minutes. But before we do that, though, let me tell you about my friends over at betonline.ag. Are you ready for the Super Bowl? Because you better be. If you're trying to parlay, make some money with your over and under bets, you want to get your lines, your spreads, there's only one place that has you covered and only one place that you should absolutely trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. These guys 
guys are going to get you in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So you already know that we're covering everything you need to know about the Clemson Tigers, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're all in here at Locked On Clemson. Thanks for sticking with us. We're going to be talking about the middle portion of the Clemson football schedule for the 2021 season, and I can't wait to get into it. Clemson's going to be getting a bye week after the Boston College game. That's going to be a good one, well needed, because you're going to have five games that are going to be interesting. The first one's going to be a gauntlet. You're going to be playing an SEC team that's going to try their best to do everything they can to embarrass you. It's not going to happen, but it is what it is. But you're going to have a five-game stretch right there, so you need that little bit of a break. This is where it gets a little ugh for me. October 15th. Syracuse on a Friday. Something about Syracuse on Fridays just annoy me. Didn't have a whole lot of luck against this team on Fridays. But here's the deal. Clemson's not going to... This is kind of like the Boston College game, in my opinion. I think that while last season, even though Clemson won by a whopping 26 points, it still looked kind of weird for the most part of the game. I do not think that's happening this season. I think that Clemson is going to absolutely wreck Syracuse on this Friday. But they have to be focused. Again, coming off of a bye week after playing Boston College, is going to be interesting. I think Boston College, even if they get beat by 21 points, is still going to hit hard against the Tigers. They want to win too. Uh, they're changing the, the culture up there with Coach Halfley, but it's going to be a tough game. You get that bye week, you got to be focused against Syracuse. I don't know what Syracuse is going to do. It doesn't really matter what they have at quarterback. It, it mattered at one point, but then it didn't because, you know, last year it was weird to see Rex Culpepper have a pretty decent game against the Tigers in the first half. The year before that, Tommy DeVito just was not ready to play against the Tigers we really blew the guys out but the year before that we all know about Eric Dungy and we're going to leave him in the past <laughs> so again we'll see what happens with Syracuse on that Friday the next week though you'll be playing at Pittsburgh we're going to Pittsburgh Heinz Field that's going to be interesting uh, Clemson's never played there before um, this is a game where I'm really really interested in it as well because Pittsburgh was supposed to be really good this season and they actually were but then when Kenny Pickett went down it, the, the wheels fell off of that team they just were not ready and you know he got to come back and play against Clemson, but it just did not look good at all. We embarrassed him. He We gave him the worst game of his career, but he's gone now. So what do they do going forward? Do they have Davis Bevel? Do you have the Yellen kid? I don't know what happens going on with this team, but I, I see Clemson coming out of Pittsburgh with a win. Uh, and again, that one's, it's a cool thing because I always like when Clemson gets to go to a stadium that they've never been to before. Um, and Pittsburgh's a pretty interesting. Again, they're playing at Heinz Field, which is the same field that the Pittsburgh Steelers play on. So you know, maybe Clemson can get some scouts looking at them during that game. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll have some guys get drafted uh, because of that performance. We'll, we'll see what's going on with that. But again, that stretch of bye week, Syracuse, and then Pittsburgh is going to be interesting. You know, when you play on a Friday, that's going to give you an extra day to prepare, an extra day to rest. So again, I feel like Pittsburgh is going to be a really good performance for the Tigers. The next week going to be playing Florida State at home. Um, I still don't know what to think about Florida State. Uh, you know, every year it's Florida State's got talent. They're going to get 
get back up to where they used to be, you know, this and that. But, you know, after this whole situation with the COVID game cancellation um, and then all the talk about is it going to be made up again and then it ultimately not and Dabo throwing shots at Coach Norvell and, and, the, and the staff and then Coach Norvell and the staff there are throwing shots at Dabo. This one's going to be an interesting game. I, I really feel like if there's one game on the schedule, you know, Georgia Tech was the game on the schedule last year that was just the absolute blowout. I know Florida State does have talent, probably just as much, if not more talent than Georgia Tech, and they have a whole lot of pride. But you're playing this game in October in Clemson after what happened last year. I absolutely believe that the hammer will be coming down on the Florida State Seminoles this year. And I'm not just doing that because of orange colored glasses. I literally think that's what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the guys are going to be amped for this game. I still think Florida State has some cultural issues that they have to deal with. I think Norville has a lot to fix there. Um, I want to know what they do at quarterback. Of course, we already know that they got Mackenzie Milton from UCF, a uh, former quarterback who was going to be awesome. And then he had that terrible leg injury. He's coming back. I don't necessarily know that he's going to be ready to play in that game, but we'll see. And then you have some other guys, Jordan Travis, who's going to be a pretty decent quarterback in his career. Chubba Purdy. You got a lot of good players. Tate Rodemaker. If they're playing musical chairs at quarterback, though, they have zero chance of beating Clemson or even keeping it close. I I'll just be honest with you on that one. But I, I see Clemson playing a really good game for that one. Um, another game that I'm finding very interesting, though, is going to be traveling to Louisville uh, in November. November 6th. Uh, ooh, I don't know what to think of Louisville either. <laughs> they're elite and then they're not. Um, you know, obviously, they've had a really good change with Coach Satterfield, but I think he did lose a little bit of his locker room after the uh, comments about coaches should be able to leave if they want to, but players can't. Uh, this is in regards to the job openings. Uh, I, <laughs> I, again, they have a really good uh, quarterback, Mikhail Cunningham. They got some really good running backs. Uh, Javion Hawkins was a very, very good running back, in my opinion. He was a revelation for them. And then they have some other good receivers, but they're going to lose a lot of the really good guys that they had before. Um, I I don't know about that defense. I, st <laughs> I don't know what it is about Louisville. They haven't had a decent defense since 2016. And even then, that's pushing it. So I'm wondering what they do. I, I see that game being a very interesting game, though, because I, I feel like anytime you go up to, well, it's not Papa John's Cardinal Stadium anymore. It's just Cardinal Stadium. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Um, that's going to be an interesting game just because I feel like they have a lot to prove too. They're, they're still trying to prove that they belong in the ACC. They're still trying to show Clemson that they can actually be at least second in the conference uh, in, in the Atlantic, at least. That's another thing that I'm kind of annoyed about, but we'll talk about it in the next segment. But I, I just, I, I feel like that game's going to be interesting for a lot of different reasons. Uh, maybe, maybe that's just a down game. I don't know. November games have not been friendly to Clemson, uh, but we'll talk about that more in the next segment. Stick around. We'll be back in just a few seconds right here on Locked On Clemson. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Seriously, if you put it up against any other protein bar, it's going to beat it 10 out of 10 times. It's just amazing. No matter which one you get, it's going to be amazing. They've improved the flavor over there as well at Built Bar. They've got 18 amazing flavors to choose from, including nut and non-nut flavor varieties. You're going to enjoy it. Six new flavors that they added. We've got caramel brownie, cookies and cream, uh, cherry barcia, which I love, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp to go along with 
feet, 12 original flavors that they already had. And these bars are amazing, soft and easy to chew, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. So if you love chocolate and you're a chocolate fiend, you're going to love these things. They're also healthy for you too. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy or gal that I know that you are. It's going to help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. And they're going to give you this cool offer. If you go ahead and make an order over at BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, not only will you get 20% off of your next order, you'll get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off of your next order. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Go behind the scenes of the game that you love and get all the sides of the story the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Each week, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing players, coaches, media members, all of the people who make the NBA happen. Subscribe to the Rejecting the Screen podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right, final segment of the Locked On Clemson podcast is here. Thanks for sticking with us. We're going to be talking about the final three games on the schedule that I'm just kind of like, ah, whatever about. <laughs> I know that's kind of bad, but it is what it is. I'm, uh, I don't know. I'll talk about these games and then give you a quick like pre preview of what I think will be win loss. So we'll get into that. Start off with the game that I just I am not stoked about. I'll be honest with you. Um, this game was talked about for a long time. Hey, can we trade this team out for another team? Can we do this? And, and I get it. I'm not faulting the team because they are, you know, trying to get a paycheck just like South Carolina State is. I I don't mind doing that for South Carolina State. It's an in-state program. It's an HBCU. It's always good to fund other programs around the state, but I'm not excited about playing Connecticut on November 13th. This was a game that, again, remember, we tried to get that off the schedule, but again, like I said earlier, contracts are contracts, and you got to pay these boys. This is a lot of money, too. I'm talking almost a million dollars to play this team. Uh, UConn had their problems as well. Well, they were trying to figure out if they even wanted to be playing football on a D1 level. Uh, <laughs> they were talking about possibly dropping the FCS, doing whatever they could. Uh, but it, it, you know, I'm not excited about this game. I feel like this game is going to be one of those name your scores and just go on and do whatever you need to do. It's essentially another bye week for Clemson. And I know I always say because it's true. And being a player, I've I've seen I've been upset before. Any team can beat you at any day, but that's not happening in this one. Um, I just don't know that this team has any talent. I I truly don't. And I'm not ragging on the guys, but when you look at such a lopsided matchup, it's it's not fun to think about. Uh, Quarterback situation, going to be trying to shuffle things kind of like Florida State. They're going to have Micah Leon, who was a NC State quarterback at one point. They're also going to be probably starting a true sophomore in Jack Zergiatis, who's a decent player, but I don't know that those guys have enough talent around them or are talented enough to handle a Clemson defense that late in the season that's going to be hungry and ready for uh to you know to prove everybody wrong from what happened last season so i i'm not excited about this game but it is what it is move on to the next game on the schedule and that's the wake forest demon deacons in death valley november 20th another game that i'm not super excited about i don't i don't know it feels like the talent at wake forest has gotten worse year after year after year whether it be injuries transfers or the guys just graduate somehow you're gonna be losing sage surratt which is really big deal uh, they didn't have him this past season but you are going to be returning a star 
Carter and Sam Hartman at quarterback. That's always going to help to have a guy who has multi multiple years of experience playing quarterback coming back for you. Um, but I'm just and you, and your running backs are going to be good. Walker, Beal, those guys are really good. That defense is still not very good. Um, it hasn't been good, and I don't know what they're going to do in this game. But I, I like Clemson's chances in this one. We'll talk about that a little bit later too. But November 27th, this is the one that I've been waiting to get to. The South Carolina Gamecocks. We're going to be going down to the Roach Williams Bryce Stadium. Take on the Gamecocks on November 27th. Um, so you know we didn't play them this past season, and it sucked because that would have been a perfect opportunity to put 50 on them. But what about this season when it's going to be a perfect opportunity to put 70 on them? <laughs> you know, I like I you know I like Clemson's chances. I'll just say that. Um, you know they're going to be coming in with a whole new coaching staff. You got Shane Beamer in his first year as the head coach. He's going to be bringing in a ragtag group of coordinators because he couldn't really get anybody. You know, Bobo and crew left to go to Auburn. He ended up losing five-star quarterback Gunnar Stockton. You know, you lost Ryan Holinsky at quarterback as well. Colin Hill graduated. <laughs> Shy Smith is gone. Um, you're still going to be bringing back a really good running back though in Kevin Harris. I think he's going to be awesome. Marshawn Lloyd as well. You did get a 6'8 receiver from St. Francis though. So that's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. They'll probably turn him into a tight end because I, I don't know what's going to happen with Nick Muse. But I, I do like the fact that, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. They're going to be enigma. We don't know what he's going to do. We don't know how they're going to look, but I just don't feel that they have enough talent to keep up with Clemson right now. Uh, you know, his main claim to fame was to be the guy that really turned around recruiting with Spurrier over the years that, you know, that's everybody's like, oh, he's the reason why we got Clowney and, and all these guys. Okay. That was when you were good, but that was only two years. Remember, we've heard the same thing out of Will Muschamp. When Will Muschamp came to South Carolina, it was all about how he's going to make Dabo his son and every player that he had at quarterback was going to be the one that takes Clemson down. You know, we heard it with McElwain. We heard it with Bentley. We heard it with Helinski. We heard it with Hill. Uh, even though Hill didn't get an opportunity, he's lucky. Uh, we're going to hear the same thing about whoever they trot out at quarterback. I'm guessing they're going to revert Luke Doty back to quarterback. Um, I, I, I have no idea what's going to go on with South Carolina. Maybe Zakiri and Jordan gets a shot. They're also getting a transfer from St. Francis at quarterback as well. I I am just not really sold on this game. So if we're talking about the schedule, I'm going through the schedule. I'm going to quickly do this without even thinking. I'm going to say game against Georgia, win. Game against South Carolina, win. Georgia Tech, win. NC State, win. Boston College, win. Syracuse, win. Pittsburgh, win. Florida State, win. Louisville, tight game, win. UConn, massacre. Wake Forest, win. South Carolina, massacre part two. Uh, <laughs> I just really like this setup for the schedule this year. I think we'll be seeing Clemson go to the playoffs yet again. I'm more interested in seeing who's going to come out of the Coastal this year. And I kind of wish we could go back to just having a 10-game schedule of ACC opponents. Didn't matter. There was no divisions. Just play an ACC team. That really looked fun for me this past season in 2020. I think you guys can all agree with that too. But with that said, we've reached the end of today's episode. Please follow me on Twitter. That's at Ellis Toler, E-L-L-I-S-T-O-L-B-E-R-T for more conversation. I'd love to have you. And please subscribe to the Locked On Clemson podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, that we can get the episodes as they drop when they drop you don't want to miss a single one we're going to keep you up to date with all things clemson athletics as always it's great to be a clemson tiger have a great weekend and i'll catch you on monday right here on lockdown clemson